This is the Property Solopreneur Podcast, and I'm Rachel Troughton. I'll be talking about everything you need to create wealth by building your portfolio in a sustainable and profitable way. I'll be sharing the realities of a property investing business. I'll talk bricks and mortar, buy-to-let, HMOs, flipping and planning game, as that's what we all enjoy doing. But I'll also share how to use good systems, processes, and find the right professionals to work with. In fact, everything that will enable you to become a successful property solopreneur. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode. And I'm picking up on a subject that I'm talking about a lot at the moment in my mentoring and accountability sessions, private finance. It's a funding system to our friend, the joint venture. And I tend to find that people either completely embrace it or are slightly worried about it and think it's not for them because they can't quite see how it's going to fit into everything else. Well, it's very simple. It's about getting investment money into your business, about being able to do multiple projects all at once, being able to buy a deal and then being able to do the renovation without having to enter into complicated finance through bridging, etc. And unlike joint ventures, which most people can get their head around quite quickly, you've not got that funding partner who's got a stake in the work and demanding this or that or perhaps even slowing you down. Sounds great, doesn't it? How does it work? And I think you can do it too. I will completely admit, sound completely unbelievable when we all first encounter it. What? Total strangers lend you a hundred grand or so to do your property stuff? Yeah, right. Well, believe it or not, that's chicken feed compared to what you'll be lent when you feel confident and have the whole thing completely sussed out. One of my clients has access to a seven-figure sum, and that is completely normal. And so if you're listening to this and thinking, well, I'll never do this, you see, I don't need to. I've got some money and I've got access to the bank, etc. Well, I think you've got to just get over that because if you don't, you're always going to play small. Now, if that's what you want, fine. But if you've got amazingly big, audacious goals, you're going to need that funding. Yes, I do know what banks and bridging are, but here's why that is just not enough. Well, let's start with banking. I think that it's probably a very tiny minority of property peeps who start investing who are already banking with a private bank. You know, well, off the top of my head, for instance, there's Handels Bank and Hawes, Hamptons. And, you know, they can't be accessed by just walking into an office off a high street. But these are the banks that you will ultimately need to be working with because they exist purely for high net worth individuals. And hello, property investor. This is what you're going to be, a seriously high net worth individual who will need to have banks that understand you. You need to be introduced to them and they decide if you are going to work with them, not the other way around, because you've got to have the wealth level for them to be able to work with you because this is not a sausage machine banking system. It's one-to-one with quick decisions and a total understanding of wealth creation. No, I'm afraid, sadly, most of us start off in property with a scattering of accounts in the normal high street banks. Even if you are already a high net worth client of theirs and you have your own individual bank manager who's on speed dial, these speed dial individual bank managers still cannot make decisions on the spot. And any lending that you're going to receive from them still has to go to the back room for the computer says yes or no. And then there's bridging. 
Bridging is a fabulous tool and used correctly will get you in and out of a deal really well, very quickly. But there are costs. The in and out has costs, interest. And if you run over the length of time of your borrowing term, oh my word, that can be very expensive and painful. But as I say, it is perfectly possible to build an entire portfolio just using a combo of banks and bridging, but it's not fast and it's a bit more cumbersome. Well, using private finance, it's like building your own bank with your rules and your decisions only on what deals you are going to be doing. But like anything, I'm afraid, if you're going to be doing it, it takes time, effort, organisation, practice and a very clear decision process. In fact, I think to be successful in private financing, it's got to be a fully thought out campaign. This can't be left to chance. It's too important. You only get one first impression with someone who potentially could make you a fortune through lending you their money. It's definitely not a moment to say to a potential lender, ooh, interesting question. Thank you for asking me that. No, I hadn't thought about that. Just let me get back to you. Because if you want someone to back you financially, you've got to be spot on with the what's, the how's and the why's and what makes you irresistible in their eyes. Why they know they just got to lend you some money. Actually, it's this bit that normally stops people dead in the water from borrowing funds. They never quite get out of their own way. And this is something that I work on with my clients, both on VIP one-to-one sessions when we work on key parts of their businesses and on strategy days, because we map out everything they need to do to make them feel comfortable pitching and to make them investor ready. Trust me, you may never have heard that term before, investor ready, but you know it makes sense. It means that you've thought out everything you could possibly need to think about and that when that moment comes, it's smooth, it's easy, all the barriers are down. Because reputation is everything, isn't it, when money is being lent, even when there's interests being put into place. This is not a regulated marketplace. This is not something that happens everywhere and in every industry. And you've got to stand out as one of the good guys. Now, that's one of the reasons people come and work with me one-to-one, because this is not something for public consumption, this sort of work. It's a let's put all the problems on the table and see how we can address them and overcome all the objections moment. This is quite often uncomfortable and very private and confidential. It's about having a safe space and being able to grow and ask questions without it being public knowledge. Just that what other people will see is that you, having worked with me, are now getting those funding lines and being very successful. That's all they need to know. You're being successful. They don't need to know why and how. And just look around at the quality property meetings and there will be some investors there doing deals that have been fully funded by private investment. I saw one very recently who had nearly a million pounds invested in them. This particular gentleman had a deal where the investment allowed him to buy, renovate, and then mortgage out at the end of it to pay back the investment plus all the interest. And no bank or bridging would have done that without a great track record, which he didn't have, and a lot of security. So first off, you need to know how much you need this year to borrow. Now, that's not difficult to work out, is it? It should be in your plan. And if you've not got a plan, come and talk to me. Send me an email. My contact details are all in the show notes. We need to get you with a plan because plans can be put into place and then you'll be successful. You should therefore know from your plan how much money you need this year to make your dreams come true and then increase that by 25%. 
for your actual funding idea. Because when you start, you won't manage that. But what it will do is make sure that you keep your mind open and it will stop you from closing down your all those lines of conversation just because you're quite near the number on your plan. Because come on, you can always over deliver on your plan and you won't do if you haven't got the money in place. And if in year one, all you need is 40,000, to you, if you've never done it before, it will seem as big a mountain as asking for 40 million. Trust me, it will. But once you've done it, actually, the sum, it could be 40,000. It could be 40 million. The principle is the same. You've got to feel the same and you've got to be ready to ask any questions and to find out who you need to approach in exactly the same way. That's all normal. And secondly, you've got to have your paperwork in place. This is the stuff you need in order to make this legal, because although it's not regulated, you need to be protected legally. And so does the person who's lending. As I say, it's not covered by the FCA, the Financial Conduct Authority, but it's not something to be entered into lightly on either side. But actually, the money you're going to get from these private investors, it will be subject to the same scrutiny by the FCA for money laundering, etc., as money from any other place. So you need to be transparent, clear, and have everything in place before you start looking for it. And of course, there are expenses involved. You're going to have to draw up a legally binding document. It can be as long or as short as you like, but get it drawn up by a solicitor. And if you're using somebody else's document that you've somehow got your hands on or bought or whatever, get it checked by your legal team to make sure that you've understood it and that it works for you and it's up to date. You know, things change. Keep on the right side of the law. It's too late when it's gone wrong to go, oh, sorry, I didn't know that clause was in there. So you've got some things to decide as the CEO, you know, what's the interest rate, you know, and when are you going to pay for it every month or is it all rolled up? Will the money just sit in your account from the day you agreed to have the loan or with you paying interest or are you going to have it on drawdown? Who are you dealing with? It is really important to make sure that you've got a really clear line of communication. You know, if you're dealing with a limited company, for instance, who's lending you money, who in that limited company are you actually talking to? Because otherwise this could be a nightmare. And what will happen in the ghastly event of your death? Trust me, your executors will need to know. Or your lender's death. And honestly, you do not want grieving relatives wanting to know when you're going to return the funds. And overnight would be lovely. Thank you very much. And of course, there is all that paperwork or the method of communicating with them that's got to be set in stone. Because if you get this small thing right, how you're going to communicate and when you're going to communicate and stick with it, you'll find that they love working with you and they'll do so time and time again. Oh, lastly, of course, security. I've left it to the last, really, because you might have a variety of suggestions up your sleeve. You know, from the absolutely nothing along the lines of this is a strictly lending transaction to putting an RX1 on a property or having a floating charge. It differs up person to person. That's what makes it so special, private investment. So, okay, your paperwork's in order. You can sign an agreement the moment someone suggests they'd like to lend you some money. Oh, by the way, if your lovely new investor now starts demanding a rewrite by their solicitor, walk away. There are plenty of people in the sea for you to borrow money from. You do not want to start rewriting your paperwork. Your paperwork that you've created should be as favourable to them as it is to you because this is a win-win transaction. And if they need to start rewriting, A, you're going to get something that won't work for you and trust me, I do hear this all the time, or B, they're showing you that they are the dominant partner. And this may not be quite where you want to be. This is just borrowing money. You don't need someone telling you how and what you want to do. 
Of course, they must take legal advice. That goes without saying, and it must be clear that they must take legal advice at the end of any of your paperwork. Everyone needs to use a lawyer to check through paperwork when money and property is involved, but not as a start to creating a total rewrite. So let's suggest that you've now got your paperwork ready. And you need to have been fishing for your investors as soon as you've decided that this is a method that you'd like to do. Fret not though, unless this absolutely is day one, you're going to already have a network and you start from there. But if this really is your first try at dipping your toe into the private money investor pool, you might find that you've got to up your networking. You're just not doing enough of it in the right place because your network is your net worth. Absolutely true. It's a cliche, but it's true for a reason. Perhaps you're not in the right rooms. Well, research and get into the right place. This is fundamental to your success. You cannot just go, well, I went to a couple of property meets and no one there wanted to lend me money. You're in the wrong place. You need to find where the money is and then go to it. I once met someone at an all-girls dinner party and I chatted briefly about what I did, very briefly, because actually property was not the norm in this group. And in fact, I was the only person who had a job as a wife in this group. So it's very sort of off the cuff, very light. Next day, the husband rang to follow up on what I'd told his wife. I just happened to have found the one wife whose husband and she had been discussing what they could do with a lump sum. And the funding received was near to 200,000. Now, normally it's not that quick, but it does show that you need to fish in a lovely wide pool. And you've got to let people know that you're open for lending, but not asking. It's just got to slip into the conversation very casually because there is nothing worse than having a full on lend me money conversation. Very yucky. And it can put people off. It's really a slow burn, this stuff. It's really digging deep into the know, like and trust part of your campaign for making sure that your fundraising is up there and succeeding. I went to a fabulous networking event recently led by the wonderful Kevin Wright, you know, the ninja financer, you must have heard of him, an all-round good egg. He's recording a podcast about what he does later. But anyway, I was pinned in the corner by an extremely earnest and desperate man needing, oh, and needing is not a good place when you are looking for funds. As I say, he was needing investment, pinned me in the corner, and he had his script and he just launched in. He didn't listen to any of my replies, which, to be fair, got scratchier and scratchier as he went on. But he did finally get the message and he went off to practice on somebody else. And it struck me there and there that there were two lessons here from people pitching for private investment. One is that you've got to be like Robert the Bruce's spider. Do you remember that story when you were young? You know, the poor little spider that just kept on finding his web had been knocked off. Well, you've got to do that. You've just got to get down, pick yourself up, go and talk to the next person and again and again and again and find that person who you gel with. And secondly, you've got to listen, listen and then listen again to the response of your questions and statements because you're going to get clues straight away. Do not throw your good work on stony ground because if you're not getting the vibe, go elsewhere. It may not be because of you. It could be because of them. It could be the wrong time, the wrong amount of money, or actually, you know, they could be looking for funding themselves and not interested in lending out at all. It's a numbers game. It's like dating. And you've got to practice those chat up lines. Now, they won't always work, but when they do, it's magic. Using other people's money, opium, is a game changer. But if it was that easy, everyone would be doing it. And you've got to find the system that works for you. 
Among my friends who are borrowing money, there are those who are serious investors who are doing multiple million pound investments with private funding, but they can't be found on social media. They've built their own word of mouth funnel. They do it their way, but they've got a campaign and it's absolutely honed. Then there are the wildly extroverts who have many different projects on the go. Uh, they're very noisy on social media and they too have created their own money funnels through open days and investor days and newsletters. You name it, they've got it going. And then there are my favourites, which are the hybrids. Quite often out there, but very quietly out there, because if you look carefully, there's not a lot of interaction. They're not asking for money all the time. What they do have is a clear understanding of the type of person they wish to work with. This lending is going to be led by them. They want high net worth individuals who don't hang out on social media, attend open days or want to be part of the property world. So they put themselves into the orbit of these people and then they just keep their ears open and are listening. They're following up on every lead as honestly, as carefully as if it was a property lead. And most importantly, though, they are being the person and the company that they know that their funder wants to invest in. Really important that. Now, everyone I know who is good at private funding will admit to have found it difficult to get through the early pain barrier of asking. And they all admit that as they get better at it, the sums all get larger. But everybody has to start somewhere. Private finance, be your own bank, opium, call it whatever you like. It's a game changer. It's a game changer in scaling and growing your business and your property assets for repeat income time and time again. That's what you want. So private finance, it's difficult to get going and to get your mind around, but it's so rewarding. And if, frankly, you can get your whole mind around the concept of going from nothing to a multimillionaire in property, you've got the ability to get your head around finding private investors. Thank you for listening to the Property Solopreneur podcast with Rachel Troughton. If you want to create a professional and profitable property business, download my property business checklist now at racheltroughton.com slash checklist.